Welcome to Market Week in Review for the week ending April 23rd, 2021. I'm Brian Yadow, and I'm joined today by Russell Investments Senior Portfolio Manager, Megan Roach. Megan, good morning. It's good to have you today. Good morning. So we've got a broad set of topics to cover this week. Uh, we'll cover key data points on the macro front, uh, as well as news from central bank actions. Uh, we'll also get your take on corporate earnings announcements here in the U.S. and finish with a check on how financial markets are wrapping up the week. So let's start with uh, the macro front. Uh, there were several data points here in the U.S. as well as in Europe. Uh, what were the key uh, announcements that investors should be aware of? Yeah, the the announcements this week, uh, both in the U.S. and in the U.K., were were quite strong. Uh, a couple of things within the U.S. The weekly jobless claims uh, fell more than expected. It was actually the second straight week um, with a pretty significant drop. And so we're not back to pre-pandemic levels, um, but we are moving in that direction. Um, which is is definitely a strong indicator. There was also an index of leading economic indicators. It's a composite uh, that's monitored within the U.S. That had slightly declined in February and actually moved up to positive territory, a positive 1.3% in March. Again, uh, on, the, on the U.K. side in Britain, they had uh, some labor data released. The unemployment rate uh, came in better than expected, less than 5%. And then retail sales within the U.K. was actually the strongest uh, surprise um, the market expectation was for a 1.5% increase. It came in at over a 5% increase. So I think we are definitely starting to see um, indications of, of what we're feeling, what I'm feeling. You know, people are getting back to work, shopping more, um, really looking forward to, to reopenings. Great. And we'll, I know we'll touch a little bit more on that a little bit later. Uh, sticking with the non-U.S. theme for just a moment, we have had some developments with uh, central bank action outside of the U.S. Uh, mm-hmm. What were the key takeaways there? Yeah, there were actually two central bank meetings um, that people had their eyes on this week. The first one was the European Central Bank. That was the less exciting of the two. Um, The ECB left its uh, interest rates and asset purchase program unchanged. Um, But the more exciting uh, events came with the Bank of Canada. They became the first major central bank to reduce um, how accommodative their monetary policy um, has been. They left interest rates unchanged at 25 basis points. Um, but their weekly debt purchases will be reduced from $4 billion a week to $3 billion a week. And that's really on the back of a lot of strong economic data in Canada as well. Um, their labor market data, GDP expectations, vaccine rollout um, have all been very strong. And, and probably the most notable thing about Canada is the booming housing market. Um, the report this week that came out on Canadian housing starts was that they rose over 21% in March, and that's a new high. So I think taken with the U.S. and the U.K. data and what's happening in Canada, um, it's not surprising that that at least one central bank has taken that that very small first step um, in moving away from some of the most accommodating monetary policies. Well, let's let's shift gears to the U.S., where we are in the thick of, of corporate earnings season. We know there's been a lot of anticipation around earnings and expectations around the reopening of the economy. How have uh, earnings delivered relative to expectations so far? Yeah, I I think Paul mentioned last week that earnings season is off to a really strong start. Uh, Quarterly earnings growth expectations for the S&P 500 are now north of 30%. And a lot of companies have even been beating those official estimates. Um, So that's definitely good news. The stock price action around even what's considered a positive earnings surprise um, has been a little weaker, a little spottier than usual. Um, particularly for some companies uh, in areas like home building and restaurants and banking. 
Um, there have been positive announcements, but the stock prices haven't reacted very strongly on the upside to that. So I think it's just an indication that equity markets are are expensive. There's a lot that's priced in. So it's a pretty high hurdle to, to have a true surprise um, at this point. There were also a couple notable declines this week. Um, the one was Netflix. That's kind of that ultimate stay-at-home stock that we've all gotten maybe more familiar with than, than we ever thought we would. Um, that stock dropped um, about 10% on Wednesday when the new subscriber growth that they announced came in a little lower than forecast. Um, and then even on the other side of the spectrum, you know, if Netflix is the stay-at-home uh, stock, then some of the reopening stocks like um, in industries like airlines, United and American Airlines uh, stocks both fell this week. I think investors are maybe getting a little bit cautious. Um, I think the expectation is that travel will definitely be increasing. We've seen a lot of indicators of that, but maybe, again, not as robust as the expectations. There have been headlines this week around uh, virus cases and infections increasing um, in places like Tokyo, uh, Canada, and India. And so it's a it's a high bar um, for companies to, to be able to clear, um, given where valuations already are. A lot of information to parse through. Well, let's let's wrap up with a, a quick update where uh, of where financial markets are ending this week and whether there are any other important news items that investors should be thinking about as we look to next week. As you know, equity markets have been extremely strong uh, through the back half of 2020 and into 2021 here. We hit our last all-time high just a week ago. Um, this week was a little bit softer. Global equities um, through yesterday were down about a percent. Um, but are stronger today. And so I'm guessing we'll end relatively flat for the week. Under the hood a little bit in terms of sector leadership, I mentioned some uh, some weakness in the more expensive areas like technology and as, as well as on the reopening side with energy and discretionary. Um, but the areas that were slightly up this week that sort of offset um, the weakness in those sectors were on the more defensive side. So healthcare, staples, utilities look like they'll be posting some small gains this week which does indicate that a little bit of caution has crept into to investor sentiment. Um, contributing to that caution um, was yesterday's afternoon, yesterday afternoon's uh, reports around the Biden administration's proposal to raise U.S. capital gains tax for Americans making over a million dollars. That's part of the American Families Plan. The details and the timing of that are, are not clear at this point, but I think it's a reasonable expectation um, that taxes will be going up, at least for some Americans. Um, given the spending plans uh, for for this administration. And it sounds like we'll be hearing more from the president next week on that. Great. Lot to look forward to. Well, Megan, thank you for your insights. That is all the time we have for today. Uh, and to our listeners and viewers, thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time on Market Week in Review.